Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. Brad, uh, making Evan more engaged in the podcast was a mistake. Yes. Did you see the poll that he put out? Yes. He crushed us. Yes. Yes. That that's not. It's the, not a popularity contest, guys. Isn't it? We're just we already knew I was the man of the people. <laughs> we already knew that. It, nothing in there was surprising, nor particularly insulting. Um, everything was pretty fair, but it still hurt to see. You know, not actually. I thought it was funny as hell. Hey, I was surprised. Was, I only lost by nine points. It was close for a while. I was like, I was like, am I? Am I not who I think I am? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't like facing realities. He's like, no, I need to engage my friends to get them to vote for me. Um, for context, Evan unprompted. Like, we didn't talk about this. He didn't even tell us he did it after he did it. he just well, I'm not going to tell you guys. <laughs> he put out a tweet, a poll on Twitter that said, if you had to be quarantined with one of the hosts of the Winged Wheel podcast, who would you want to be quarantined with? And that's a hilarious thing to do especially for you. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, this is funny as hell. And then I I did. I will be candid. I'll vo- I voted for you. Um, I'm sorry, Brad. Um, Evan would leave me alone a lot. And I think yes. I appreciate that. And I voted for you. And then when I saw the results, how much you were already ahead, I went, oh, I regret this. Could you not change your vote? No. 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 You know what? If I had put the fourth option of no one, oh. that would have been, there oh. would have been no votes for any of us. <laughs> no one would have won by a devastating margin. Yeah. Um, yeah, you won, you carried with 44 points of the vote. So you had a plurality, not a majority. Don't ever yeah. forget that. I came in with 35 and Brad, you brought in the remaining. What is that? Yeah. It's too much math for this 20. late at night. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't 21. You got 21. The first few comments were like, oh, Brad, this, this feels mean to Brad. And I will say. Brad's the only one of us three who didn't retweet it. So Brad didn't get a lot of his followers voting in there. Yeah, I didn't catch it till there was like an hour left or something. It would like have that. equaled or uh, equalized quite heavily. I, I think. think he could have gotten from 21 all the way to like 23 for sure. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Late surge. Brad Begade, where are you at? Uh, dwindling. They're a yeah. myth. They are not a, following Evan, apparently. They are a vocal minority. Yeah. All right. So we are all officially. Um, I mean, not talking about the podcast here. Work from home now. Yep. I had my first coffee chat. Oh, but you're work with nobody in your store. Pretty much. I'm playing in front of an empty arena. That's cooler, though. I wish my work was an empty arena. Oh, my God. I've had so many Skype calls. There's way too much social interaction now. Uh, Now that people can't just come to your desk, it's like, hey, Turn on your video. I'm like, have you? Lo-? I was like, I looked at myself this morning. I was like, I'm embarrassed. Fortunately, none of none of my uh, colleagues or my boss have asked me to turn on video yet. Man, we had one today, and everyone had their video on, and I was like, oh my god, I have to turn it on. So I had to go put on like, like f- put on a hat, <laughs> like put on a normal shirt, like kind of try and look presentable. I was like, this yeah. is not going well. The first thing, the first team meeting I had with my team. Uh, I was talking to them. I said, all right, I'm going to level with you guys. The sounds you're going to hear in the background are me making a coffee. I was up 20 minutes ago. Like, you're a part of my morning now. Yes. Uh, it's going to take some getting used to. Anyhow, welcome to the Quarantined Winged Wheel Podcast. I'm Ryan Hanna. I'm Brad Crisco. And I'm the 
Evan. The popular. The populist. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not sure that's what you want to be right now. No. Well, you're gonna you're in charge of getting us the um the tests, the COVID nineteen tests for the podcast. Where are we gonna get those from? Uh, it's your job. You're the pre- you're the uh, podcast president. Okay. Or, what do you want to be? You want to be a king? Do you want to be a president? I prefer supreme leader. Supreme leader, Evan Lobsinger. Supreme. Your hat looks like a supreme leader hat, right? I now. am so warm right now. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever been this warm in this room. Hey, why don't you take your sweater off? No. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyhow. He's, yeah, he's easy to reason with, like a supreme leader as well. Yeah. I make the rules around here now. Thank God. Oh, before I think it was me, and that was not good for anybody involved. That's right. I'm glad we straightened this all out. All right. Uh, on this episode of the Winged Wheel podcast, we are going to, uh, of course, be talking about uh, more about the ramifications of the current league shutdown um, due to COVID-19. Um some updates on that front and some more just general chatter. Uh, some Red Wings related, not exactly news, but just kind of talk uh, coming about. So we'll squeeze some of that in there. And then uh, today's fun little thing, we're going to do a, a mock draft. We're going to do a mock draft for the uh, 14 non-playoff teams, assuming that's what happens. Uh, all the rules are out the window right now, so we're making up our own. So we're going to go uh, take turns and we're going to pick for the first 14 teams and we're going to run a tankathon to decide the order. So uh, I'll be curious to see who picks uh, first and second for Ottawa. We also have to decide are we going team by team or just pick one, two, and three and just go in order? Uh, I would say just go one, two, three, unless Ottawa end up back to back. Man, do you need a coffee? He's oh, like badly. half asleep. Is Brad tired? <laughs> Visibly tired? Yeah, so. To give you the background on why this is. So I had to deal with all the crap with the store closing. The other manager is currently quarantined. <laughs> you didn't tell us that. Yeah. He's fine. Like he's not shown any symptoms and he's well past the thing, but he still can't come back. <laughs> so this whole. Oh, we definitely have it now. So this whole shutdown thing is, uh, oh. has been on me and it's been a long day. You can see it in your face. Your skin is extra white right now. <laughs> And not like you walk through airports freely white, like you look like you've lost blood in your face. Yeah, no, that's how I feel. Brad like kicked through my front door and said, we have to go fast. I need to eat. I was like, I saved you a fajita, man. I figured you'd be hungry. And he looked at me and said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I haven't eaten since lunch. And for what's it like 830 now? Uh, it's actually uh, 1130 at night. It feels like it. Uh, all right. The league shut down. The NHL, uh, along with um, checks notes, the rest of the world is currently suspended. No play happening right now, uh, quite obviously. So um, a big update is that we have our first officially confirmed case of an NHL player testing positive for COVID-19. It's an Ottawa senator. Of course it was Ottawa. uh, And we don't know who it is. No. So we should speculate for reasons yeah um and if you're about to make the joke that you uh think it's eugene melnick get this last time we spoke uh, ottawa was one of the teams that hadn't yet made a decision on paying out part-time staff for the their lost wages uh eugene melnick is personally paying out salaries or uh a pay for those casual and part-time staff so this is why a senator got COVID 19 because the university needed to balance itself yeah yeah i didn't understand how to process all of that eugene's got a lot of excess capital right now because he doesn't pay any players i think the scientists that are running the simulation that we all live in are getting too cocky that's what i think we are in the truman show right now they're just trying to spice up this season they're running out of ideas 
Sorry, we got to do something crazy for season 2020. <laughs> the writers the writers since 2016 have been buck wild. And every year I'm like, they can't make it crazier than this. And every time they outdo themselves. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah, that was great news from Melnick. Uh, shortly after our episode, Calgary, pretty much everyone but Boston now has a plan in place for their um, employees. The Jacobs family, which is among the richest um in sports and also made their wealth on concessions like that's literally how they made their wealth based on a company that is uh runs concessions and in, in venues um doesn't have anything yet publicly available in terms of how they're going to cover for these employees so it's about what you expect um yeah the the nhl play, nhl player on ottawa who tested positive um is the first that's confirmed won't be the last um this is going to be something that we're going to be talking about from a, the rest of our lives, but B months. So we're going to slowly see that number tick up. Uh, what was it for Brooklyn nets tested it, positive? Admit it. You smiled when you heard Kevin Durant was one of them. Look, no, no, I didn't. I just thought, of course it was Kevin Durant. It's always, it always does involve Kevin Durant. Like I'm the biggest critic of Kevin Durant, but I, how am I going to, Make fun of him. Make fun of him for this. I can't ever be happy that someone got like this devastating virus. And you know what? Credit to him. He's one of the few, not one of the few celebrities, but he's one of uh, the smart celebrities slash athletes who's going out there and saying the right things. Like we're gonna get through this. Like I'll be okay. It's important to look out for each other. Practice like social distancing. Practice like safe quarantine measures. If you think you're sick, et cetera, et cetera. Not like stupid. Uh, what was his name? Kyle Kuzma on, on the Lakers. Vanessa Hudgens going out there saying like it's oh it's not that bad like people are gonna die like this is bullshit. We have no toilet paper now. We don't have toilet paper, man. You guys the have rich gone to the don't st- need toilet paper. Have you gone to the grocery store lately? Uh, I actually got mine. It's gotten worse. Yeah, you have to find places that limit the purchase of products, which should be everyone. Which should be everyone. That's how I got. I ended up getting more toilet paper, so the crisis is over. I have to get groceries Saturday morning. Pray for me. Uh, do the online order, man. Yeah, I'm some- going to, but the last time I, I tried to, the first time their website wasn't working. Oh. It had crashed. Good. Yeah. It just means they're out of food. Yeah. Uh, I, they limited people today at the store I went to to uh, two packages of ground beef per person. There is no meat. It's like, there's no need to be hoarding it, but I'm glad they're doing it to stop the idiots. Oh, I got one of those like party size packs last time I was in. I'll be good for a month. Should I go to Costco? No. 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 Straight up no. They might be the only place that has meat, though. I'll tell you where after. Congrats, you're a vegetarian now. Enjoy. Mm, less likely. I've got one frozen leg of lamb in the freezer that I need to make. And then you're done? Then meat? we're done. Oh, boy. I've got about seven packs of bacon because I always think, like, oh, I need more bacon. And then I realize I have six in the freezer. <laughs> hope, hope you don't like your, uh, My your sodium levels. Yeah. 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 Anyhow... Um, Please don't listen to professional athletes or uh, celebrities whose job it is to either play sports or act. Um, those aren't public health professionals. Uh, not saying they can't be good people, but they are not trained professionals. They're not educated professionals most of the time in this kind of thing. And uh, it's no different than you, like us three speculating. Like, don't take professional medical opinions from us either. And they have a huge, huge swath of people who will listen to whatever they do. It's like when Kanye went nuts. And everyone just started listening to him. I don't know 
the, the measure as to when he went nuts varies based on person to person. And it's like, no, that guy very clearly needs help. And you don't just listen to him because he's a great rapper. Same thing. You don't listen to Kyle Kuzma because he's a good basketball player. You don't listen to Vanessa Hudgens because she's was in high school musical, I guess, is her claim to fame. Yeah, I'm not really looking to professional athletes to give me medical advice. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, speaking of professional athletes, it'll be interesting to see how this is all handled um, in terms of uh, positive tests and the publication of that. Obviously, nobody is required. Like, for people who want to know the identity, of course, we all do, but it's not really necessary to do so. What's that going to change, right? You know, one player has it. Who they are doesn't really matter too much, I guess. The reality is, like, this thing is going to have spread a little bit before the league did their shutdown, but doing the shutdown has stopped it from spreading more and more. Uh, if you look at how it's spread across like league and team employees across uh, different sports where they shared the arenas, you can actually trace pretty well um, where people probably picked it up. So the league suspension is exactly the right measure for them to have taken. You'll see a little uptick before you see it flatten out, but then you'll see that quote unquote flattening of the curve that you hear people talking about. I'd rather us lose sports for a couple of months or however many months than have someone forever. die. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, and another thing to note is like, even though this is, if you're young and you're healthy, like this probably won't, uh, kill you. Um, it can still cause some pretty permanent damage. Like mnemonic viruses are no joke. Pneumonia is no joke. And it can cause your lung capacity to never return the same way. It can cause permanent damage to your respiratory system. Like it's not something that you want. I had pneumonia just from being a a drunk idiot on St. Patty's day one year. And I thought I was dead. Like I thought I was dying on the couch. I'm melodramatic. Like I'm. So it's not that I'm out of shape. No, I've no. Probably <coughs> you've got the co- you've got the COVID. Point. Yeah, it could be okay. both. It can be both. Don't tell me. I'm trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot. You don't like realities. Yeah, that's right. Well, br- uh, Brad, Evan. Yeah. So you've been talking enough this episode where I thought you were Brad. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not good that we're both drinking too right now. Got to get through it somehow. Yeah. Suppress that immune system. All right. The rest of this season, the more this goes on, the more the league is facing the possibility of a canceled season or a season that resumes in July, August. And LeBron talked to Bill Daly uh, not five days ago, and Bill Daly said there's zero chance of a shortened season next year. And you can talk about uh, a delayed season, but I believe them when they say uh, 82 games is important for revenue's sake because they're already going to have a lower cap because of uh, the lost revenue from this year. And so you have to think they're if they want 82 games, they're going to have to start in like November, December. I was listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast over here. They had a lot of creative and fun ideas. But they uttered because of the delay and all the complications it's going to create in the offseason in terms of cap, escrow, um, contract structures, yada, yada, yada. They, they uttered two words that, uh, got me unreasonably excited though that might make this all worthwhile from a sports perspective off sides compliance buyouts oh boy if the red wings get a single compliance buyout from this i won't look i'm not gonna make jokes about a global pandemic but i'm also gonna make a quick joke it will have been worth it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a shitty thing to say. And it was a hundred percent a joke, but it's also kind of hysterical that the only thing that can get Detroit out from applicator and Nielsen's contracts is a literal global pandemic that shuts the world down. 
Did you see that one guy uh, tweak up, pulled up from 11 years ago? It says, uh, from 2011, sorry, that said, um, it's going to take the end of the world for Tom Brady to ever join the Bucks. Someone actually found a Facebook post from 2011 that said that. No, was, was it, it you, Brad? It was not me. <laughs> how, how happy were you? When Tom Brady joined the Bucks, and sorry, was that confirmed or is that just? Oh yeah, it's out. It's it's there. Two years. It's like thirty mil a year. Which oh my god, Dak Prescott's about to make more money than that. I was thrilled. Stefan Diggs and Tom Brady news in 12, 12 hours apart. It was. I hope you know Stefan Diggs isn't catching a single deep ball. Tom Brady's obsessed with underthrowing his deep receivers right Stephon now. Stefan Diggs is going to be catching passes from Josh Allen. Oh yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> uh who's the who's his uh evans over there mike evans yeah he's not gonna get the same deep balls but he's also not gonna have he's gonna be on the field more yeah yeah you must have been thrilled what a time for you but you guys have to pay a first round pick for your uh one of the best wide receivers in football meanwhile how how dare we yeah meanwhile cardinals got him got uh the probably the best wide receiver in football and didn't give a single first round pick i don't care stop looking at me I do, I, I do it because I think you're pretty. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, anyways, so yeah, um, back to fun thoughts that uh, from 31 Thoughts about how to award the Stanley Cup twice because of this, because, you know, you got to finish this season and next season. Two seasons next year. What? Yep, finish this season in like November and then month off and then lockout short, the equivalent of a lockout shortened season. Month off? Yep. Sorry, they think the playoffs will take until oh they they're saying full eighty two full playoffs. No, 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 no. So like you finish the regular season and let's say October, abbreviated playoffs, something like a best of five, November through mid December, take a month off, and then you kick off the twenty twenty one season, like the twelve thirteen season. I don't see the owners buying into. I don't see. No, I hate the idea, but I would rather do that than have no Stanley Cup awarded this year because we're still going to see eighty two games next year in that capacity because. Whatever you played, you just offset, right? Because I think people are still underestimating how malleable this could all be. Because you could finish next year's season in July and then just bump it up a month every mm-hmm. year. So for the next couple of years, it's a shortened off season, but only by a month or whatever, right? So they let's say they drop the puck in mid-November this year or like early December for next season because we're finishing up this year in October. Yeah. That's still doable. It sucks and it's going to create a lot of chaos, which is why they're talking about like all the cap restrictions and there's a ton of complications because what happens to, for example, all the conditions on the trades at the deadline? Well, obviously m- – Edmonton might not get to the conference final because there might not be a conference final. So what happens to that conditional fourth Detroit's getting? Um, the James Neal, Milan Lucic trade where they had the conditions based on number of goals. Well, they didn't play 82 games. So do we truly know the final number there? Does that count? So it's, God. there's, there's uh, a lot of, my job. Jeez. there's a lot of cap and contract implications and um, CBA implications here that again, it's literally unprecedented. Nobody knows what to do with, which is why, and we're probably going to have a very abbreviated off season, no matter what happens. Cause even by the time, if they just out cancel this season, we won't know that till we're getting close to free agency anyway. Yeah. We're, you're not seeing a solid decision here until June, unless something drastic happens, like a vaccine is developed or like a very solid therapeutic treatment is developed extremely fast. I will say, despite the fact that the entire world is focused and working on these and funding these, 
this is a slow process. So even if you chop that in half, it's going to be like eight months. So don't hold out hope. It's literally a miracle. But unless something like that happens, we're not going to be seeing any of these decisions, like you said, until like this summer, June earliest, I think. Mm -hmm. So hence why all these GMs and owners are going to be pushing for a lot of, um, we'll call it CBA loopholes because they're going to need them because they're not going to have proper time to adequately plan or structure this or, you know, yada 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 so how would the players association feel about compliance buyouts not good but would that pale in comparison to saving their their revenue yeah because right now there's um i think the number they were tossing around is the escrow for the players this season with the loss might be as high as like 35 percent. holy sh- so they might yeah. just be losing 35 percent of their salaries this it was year. supposed to be the lowest year ever for escrow and yeah and now it, it, it was supposed to be like 11 or 12 percent or something like that and now they might lose 35 percent they're talking about they might expand that, stretch it over a couple of years, so it's not like one bad hit. Uh, Quick. I don't know. This is why everybody thinks, "Oh, it's great. We'll just pick up everything X Y date, and we'll be fine." There is way more behind the scenes that has to go into this than we could ever comprehend. Because we're only what the Red Wings had eleven games left to use them as a Something as an example. Like that, yeah, uh, that's a, that's a lot of revenue for the Red Wings that they're going to lose if those games just get scrapped because they're not going to get playoff games, right? Um, a lot of these options have the season being delayed running late shortening next season so there are realities here where the detroit red wings don't play a game till december like i one thing that i've heard the most actually very quickly before we do that i'm going to do a quick escrow lesson evan you might know more than me on this that's actually ambitious considering your lack of knowledge on taxes but let me know. Um, escrow is basically a method where the league uh, balances. Like, there's a very particular balance of revenue between the players and the owners. It's like, HRR. Yeah, call it uh, hockey-related revenue. Yeah, call it fifty-fifty if that's what it is. It is. Um, yes, it is. So the players' contracts are all guaranteed, obviously. So they get paid out. Say Brad gets paid out ten million dollars. Uh, escrow is set at a certain percentage each year. So let's call it ten percent. That's far lower than what it is, but let's call it 10%, which means 10% of Brad's pay is now withheld in escrow. And it's basically held in a pool to make sure that at the end of the season, the owners aren't shortchanged. So they pull from that pool of money from every NHL player's salaries escrow to basically um, call it square and top themselves off to make sure it bounces to 50-50. Then the players receive what's remaining of that back, but sometimes not for a year, two years, three years. So if they gave up 10% in escrow, Brad might get 3% back eventually. So he'll have lost a million and get 300,000 back a couple of years later. So he's not only lost $700,000, presumably, but then the opportunity costs on that, which is why escrow, you can see if you're a player, is vastly unpopular. And going to be a nightmare this season. Yeah. What were you saying before uh, I cut you off so very rudely? I don't know. How yeah, well. Um, that's not... That's going to be the worst thing for players to swallow is the loss of revenue. Like owners, for sure. Like I, I don't want to say that they, they don't hurt at all. Like every game's revenue is important here. But you're talking about billionaires versus millionaires. And I don't feel bad for the billionaires. No. And like, Actually, I don't feel bad for anybody. I don't feel bad for the millionaires either. But at the same time, like you, you want to talk about relevant hockey issues. Every single lockout is revenue related, no matter which way you cut it. 
you can they can call it the uh, oh the salary cap lockout. You can call it like the Olympics lockout. You can call it whatever. It's always 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 going to boil down to revenue. That's always the biggest thing that they have to solve. And all this is. Um predicated on the fact that we haven't even mentioned that most of uh, we'll call them the medical professionals in the world are who sports reporters have talked to uh, seem pretty confident in saying they don't think this is getting going again until June. So if you're thinking, Oh yeah, they'll just fire the rest of the regular season off in May and then they'll do playoffs June, July. Yeah. It doesn't look like that's going to be happening. It might, if everybody listens to the quarantines and stays in their damn house and, you know, abides, maybe, maybe not likely, but maybe, um, empty arenas has to be back into play. Yeah. And if they like, maybe once that, uh, 50 person limit is up to, let's say 200, which is enough to cover staff. They can start firing off some empty arena games, which doesn't help the HR that we were talking about, but Hey, we we're getting going mm-hmm. and then maybe have some, uh, integral playoffs. Cause if you can get into an empty arena earlier, maybe then you have best of seven series in the playoffs instead of a best of five or a best of three which is honestly what it's likely going to be a shortened playoff series maybe not even four rounds everything's on the table now my my honest gut is going to tell me they're going to scrap the regular season june early june is going to be um some version of the playoffs and they're going to try and have it wrapped up by midsummer and then we'll probably see free agency sometime in august and the draft in september i think my gut it that's a straight up gut so do not take that with anything at all that's just basically reading between the lines and what everybody's saying what they're optimistic for i think that's what it's looking like and this was that brings me to a point where before i cut you off i was going to bring up if i could bet on one certainty here what i would put my chips down on is that we've seen the last red wings game for this season yeah i'm i'm pretty confident (laughs) not like the red wings were filling that building anyway but yeah it's it is what it is. Um, Did I go to that game? No, no, that was Sunday. No, that was yeah, Carolina. Yeah. It's, but the thing is too that people haven't talked about. Players have performance bonuses too. They might fight for those regular season games. Like player X could be like, I've got a five hundred thousand dollar clause in my contract that says if I hit fifty goals, I'm getting half a million dollars. And like, let's say it's Ovechkin hypothetically. I know it's not, but let's say it is, and he's sitting at forty eight right now. You wouldn't want to play 10 more games to for possibly half a million dollars. I'd push to play those games. Wow, so man. there's there's this isn't going to be nearly as simple as everybody thinks. So players could be losing out on bonuses while simultaneously getting murdered on the escrow while possibly having to play in empty arenas. Maybe they're on a non-playoff team. They're not even going to be in the playoffs. Like this is gonna get weird which is why i hate speculating on the podcast we have to do it because it's what we're about but yeah yeah I, it's just when people i get tweets and everybody's like oh here's the solution uh it's delicate it's, it's nuanced delicate. there's a lot of threads and i i both envy and don't envy the league's lawyers right now they are racking up their bills but they are working a bunch of overtime i'm sure oh i hope they're not on retainer because <laughs> no <laughs> um the 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 thing about all of this is like we're talking about the money we're talking about like the logistics just puts such a damper on things like you know is poster not going to win on the rocket in a year where ovi's dominating the goal conversation again does this put a dagger in ovi's uh push to beat gretzky's record imagine he finished he based on his uh pace this year he probably would have scored six ish to seven ish goals in those final 10 games so 
Imagine he finishes his career at like eight eighty four no. and just misses out or something like that. No, 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 no. That'd be yeah, the, he'll push himself. Yeah. Yeah, that would be definitely he you would like he would literally have to cut his arms off before he would do that. And I think he still still could manage it. I think he probably could. Um what we can say is that the shortened season is the reason why Mantha didn't hit forty goals. Yeah. You don't have to talk about facts or pace or anything. We should just say we're confident that he's gonna score the remaining goals necessary. Uh, in the last 12 games of the season and that's the reality we'll go with uh this is going to be ever evolving and by the time we talk again on sunday um it will have changed so uh we'll revisit it then all right uh, a little bit of red wings conversation here um there have been a couple pieces lately um hockey zverish um i love when our swedish listener listeners uh send us stuff because usually the swedish sites have news on Swedish Red Wings or their prospects before anything else. Um, they put out a piece on Albert Johansson, and then he was also mentioned in Max's article that he dropped today, I believe, on The Athletic about uh, Red Wings prospects in the system. Um, so Johansson or Johansson for Albert? Since it's, since it's Swedish, I'm going to go with Johansson. I always get nervous with Brad because he always knows, and it's never what I the guess. The Jays are wise and the wiser Jays. The soft J, like yogging. Uh, they talked to... It's Hakan Anderson. That's how we're going to say it. But I, we're going to give it a shot here. Hakan. Is that, was that what it was? I'm not even going to try that. Uh, okay. Yeah. You got it. Uh, they talked talk, talk to Hakan Anderson. And the whole thing around um, Albert Johansson, who was drafted pick 60 for Detroit? Late second. Yeah. He was one of their three second round picks last year. Um, the third of three. And uh, he's basically having a phenomenal season over in Sweden. And at the time of the draft, someone mentioned to Hakan Anderson that they think that he could be the best defenseman in the draft. Or if you had to pick like one guy who's a sleeper to do so, it was him. And it seems like he's living up to the billing of they got a really, really under-recognized talent there, which is really fantastic news. Uh, also, Brad, while we were talking about the picks last episode about trades, uh, we messed that up as to who came from what pick. I actually can't even remember the details anymore. Life has been a blur. Yeah, because we have Washington's pick this year. Yeah, but we just, yeah, we and we we messed up what year it was and who came from what pick. So apologies for that. Wish I could remember the specifics, but uh, there's a pandemic and nothing in life makes sense. Yep. Did you guys see the label on the door here, by the way? No. No. Mel labeled all the rooms because we're both working from home. So she labeled like a meeting room, like our offices. It was actually funny. You have to book out the uh, the rooms. Yeah, but she never does it. She never books out the meeting room. She just takes it up. It's very like, office faux pas. Like nothing changed. Yeah, so um, Albert Johansson's so having... What's the name of the office? This office? Yeah. She wrote Ryan Hanno, and it should be the wheelhouse. This is the wheelhouse. It's like I thought this was the pod laughed inside the wheelhouse. Uh, that might be the legal name. That's what we do in this... We actually registered each different entity within this podcast as its own corporation. So the pod loft within the wheelhouse, it's its own company. I see. The wheelhouse is its own company. The Winged Wheel podcast is its own company. Supreme leader, Evan Lobsinger, you have your own. Uh, as I should. Yeah, you have a shell corporation. It's my God-given right. Right, yeah. Oh, you're a the- theocratic. Yes. Yeah, you're a theocratic um, uh, monarchy. I don't want to say I'm the best supreme leader golfer, but I might just be. Golfer? Is that part of your title or just a hobby? You're deciding. Okay, got it. That's how it usually goes. Why not both? What a what a quarantine we are, huh? Yep, I hate you so much. Yeah, thank you. I've used that joke 11 times in my life so far. Um, so, Brad, you always talk about the right side of the Red Wings defensive uh, pool being pretty deep. Um, Albert Johansson shoots left. 
Hooray for some positive news in this these dark times. Now, that pick panning out for Detroit would put a little bit of cold water on the conversation that I've desperately trying to been uh, trying to bring up, which is does Detroit go with Jamie Drysdale at four? If they get he shoots four. right. No, but I'm saying like filling out your defensive core. I don't think the handedness matters to teams as much as we want to think it does. Oh, for defense, it should, though. It does change the dynamic of the position. Look, Brad, I played defense, and you're totally right. It definitely does. I hated playing on my offside. Yeah, it's it's hard to actually execute a proper breakout from your opposite wing because so many times you have pressure coming from the inside, and having to make a proper backhand pass with your back turned to the center of the ice is not ideal. Just practice those bank shots. It's not that it's impossible, but it's, again, like a guy like Philip Peronik, you could see no, you could noticeably tell when he went to the left side when he was paired with Lindstrom or Bowie whoever his breakout passes suffered immensely he was not the same player off the uh, zone exits as he was on the right side because it was a lot of chip and go because that was his only option again coupled with the Red Wings obvious breakout flaws but still he was making good passes from the right side because he had his body open, his eyes up, stick towards the center of the ice. Every option was available. As soon as you get that on your backhand with pressure, those options are gone. You have one option, and that's up the boards. One thing that happened to me constantly when I was playing on my left side, playing defense, is I'd pick up the puck off the boards in the offensive zone and just get destroyed, hit from behind into the boards. Always. Always. I wasn't like... A I think the blade that I used caused the puck to skip a lot. So I always went kind of like perpendicular to the boards and like jammed it in to make sure I couldn't lose that puck. And I always regretted it. Uh, it was devastating. Um, anyhow, it's good news. We'll have more talk about the Red Wings pipeline moving forward, but uh, just a quick conversation about that. It's sad. I think I really realized the past few days. It's like Twitter's dead. Listens our way down because nobody's driving to work in the morning. Like this sucks. World without hockey sucks. We feel it in the off season, despite the team sucking, but this is like a whole different thing. Do you guys ever just stop and think lately? Like this is a, a, a an event that we will be talking about for the rest of our lives. Like we won't forget this. I've already pretty much forgotten SARS. So who knows? This is substantially larger than SARS. Yes, this is true. Um, this is the biggest worldwide affair since nine eleven. Must be. I'm missing a lot of things, I'm sure, but like I've never f- experienced something that just pervades through every walk it's of like life. It's like that blackout we had the one time. Yeah. What was that? 20. Although everyone came together as a society. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was <laughs> the, the same summer as SARS, if I'm not mistaken. 2003? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think it was either 2002 or 2003. I was 10 years old. I was in high school. Yeah, as a 32-year-old. It's really sad. <laughs> I haven't aged. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and uh, congratulations on uh, graduating a couple of years ago. We're very proud of you. I graduated? <laughs> yeah, well, they, they kicked you out. Uh, all right. Shall we do this this mock draft? Yes. Are you guys excited? Oh. Oh, yes. Here, can't, can't you tell? Um, so beforehand, we were prepping, and I said, uh, Evan, do you want some rankings to work off of? And he looked at me and smiled. He went, I'm going in cold. Oh, yeah. All right, Evan, here's the thing. You're going to be on a five-second timer for each pick. Okay. Because you are... If you say, um, more than twice, you forfeit the pick. Yeah, we pick for you. So I can say it once. You can can say say it once. once. Oh, okay. You can say it once per pick, but you can't exceed three per five picks. 
We'll that, see about that. And yeah. time limit on the mm is three seconds. Okay. Yeah. We can work with that. We can work with that. So for those of you counting at home, please keep Evan accountable because we definitely can't do that many things at once. All right. We are going to determine this draft order through our very first simmed lottery on Tankathon. That's all we're going to do. We're not going to do it multiple times. So get ready. Oh, and we also, before we see the order, we have to decide who's picking first, second, and third. I don't care. I'll go wherever. We'll go in order of most to least popular uh, hosts in terms of who you'd want to quarantine so with. So clockwise. Yes. So Evan. We just my- needed to give Evan number one so we could get one pick out of the way quickly from him. <laughs> so Evan, you're picking first um, for whoever the first overall pick okay, is, and then the we'll button. go from there. Oh, just hit the button, huh? I All right. command you. All right. All right, boss. Ah, this is an interesting one. Whoa, that is an interesting one. Okay, so we're going to do the first... Um, why is it 15 teams? Oh, because, yeah, 15 teams now. Um, 31 NHL teams. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said 14, I was like, that didn't add up, but no. I didn't want to say anything because My- I thought maybe I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, it's me. You're probably right. I know. Uh, whenever Brad's sick or tired, I always feel like I have to talk more to fill the air, which inexplicably, or like it, unilaterally means I'm going to say something incorrect. So the order is Winnipeg, who jumped 11 spots, Detroit with the second overall pick, Ottawa through their own pick, Ottawa through San Jose's pick, LA, Anaheim, New Jersey, Buffalo, Montreal, Chicago, New Jersey through Arizona, Minnesota, New York, Florida, and Columbus. All right. For the peg, Evan? Alexi Lafreniere. Nice. Conserving your ums. It's very, very Got to save them for later. And for the Detroit Red Wings with the second overall pick, they will happily take one Q Byfield. Quentin Byfield, centerman, is who they will be thrilled to go with here. Brad for Ottawa. Am I doing both? Uh, you're doing one. I'm only doing one of them? Yes. Oh, I don't get to have fun with this. All right. I'm going to stick with my list because Ottawa sucks everywhere. So they have the very opportunistic chance to just go straight up best player available which on my board is lucas raymond lucas raymond third all right uh evan ottawa's second pick they took lucas raymond yeah they will take jamie drysdale lucas raymond jamie drysdale oh boy is my job easy here because now uh i am picking for the los angeles kings and they will be thrilled to snag tim stutzla fifth overall uh brad you are choosing for anaheim sixth anaheim eh yeah well they drafted uh trevor zegers last year who could play center or wing probably more suited to the wings so we probably should give him a centerman right Mm -hmm. marco rossi marco rossi would be a steal for them although zegers was a steal for them as well so it would make sense all right, Evan, you are picking for the New Jersey Devils at pick seven. Oh, picking all the way at pick seven. You got to feel bad for New Jersey. I don't feel bad no, for them. No, you don't. <laughs> They'll take Holtz. Alexander Holtz to the New Jersey Devils, uh, seventh overall. I am picking for, let me pull up my tab here, uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Eighth, Buffalo needs everything? Buffalo needs yes. I don't this is where it gets tough for me i think the the first seven are pretty solidly first seven uh any different variation of that um eight is where i think teams are going to be thinking a lot about what they want or what they need um 
I'm not so high on this guy, but I've I've been thinking about him in the context of the Red Wings. So if I'm thinking in the context of Buffalo at pick, what did we say, eight or nine? Eight. Pick eight. Uh, I'll go Cole Perfetti here. I think that's best player available on the board. All right, Brad, the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Ooh, I would be tempted to draft a defenseman for them here. It wouldn't be bad, but except I don't like any of the defensemen here. That'd be really high for a defenseman. Anton Lundell. Lundell. The jack of all trade center, so they could move Max Domi or Nick Suzuki or Kotkaniemi, one of them over to the wing if need be. If not, Lundell can stay there. Lundell is who I was thinking of at eight. So center center depth is key, and Montreal has a lot of good but questionable centers. So there you go. Flexibility. For Chicago, Evan, pick ten. Chicago at pick 10. They could use a defenseman, but once again, I think they're a little bit short. Or the draft is a little bit short at that number. Yeah. So they... well, Who's gone so far again? We have, uh, in order, Alexi Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield, Raymond, Drysdale, Tim Stutzla, Marco Rossi, uh, Holtz, Holtz, Perfetti, and Lundell. Maybe some between. Uh, there's my first um. Oh yeah, there. That's uh, actually really good, Evan. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so there, I want to say either Jake Sanderson or Dawson Mercer. Is Sanderson a little bit high? No, that depends on what list you read. You're talking about what the league has him ranked. I think he's around there on uh, McKenzie's board. Which is Sanderson makes pretty accurate. Sanderson gets Ryan excited. Okay, six to oh. twelve. <laughs> He's what? Ryan you is, went six to twelve. Ryan oh, is quite erect. Yeah, you're gonna go with Jake Sanderson. Yeah, we'll take Jake Sanderson. All right, uh, the Devils by way of Arizona at pick number uh, eleven. Um, I don't want to say goaltending is an issue for them. Um. I'm not really tempted to go Askarov here, but I'm not sure I'm the best person for to be picking goalies because I don't think they should be going that high regardless. Hasn't Mackenzie Blackwood been really good? Yeah, he's been great. Um, and this is kind of the part of the draft. What, is, what does New Jersey need? Yes. Yeah, they took Holtz before. I'd say goaltending might be what they wouldn't go for. Well, if he didn't take Sanderson, I think they would have taken him yeah. there. If there was a team that could afford to swing on a goalie, it's a team that already made a pick in the top 10. But don't you, if you're a team that has a ton of talent but hasn't put things together, don't you want to add a bunch of high-end talent that's on the ice right away instead of a goalie that develops late? You remember all the prospects they added at the trade deadline this year? Their system ain't running thin any at all. Expects don't let Brad sway you. You yeah. pick who you want. You don't I don't s- even know who's picking. I don't even know if I want to take New Jersey, up next. New next. Jersey by way of Arizona right Who's now. picking next? Who am I picking for? Minnesota. Yeah, you're a, you Oh, got, yeah, no, I'm going to be taking Askarov if you don't. <laughs> they take Askarov. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Minnesota. That got him moving. <laughs> Minnesota for pick 12. A team that desperately lacks offense and their system is very thin could definitely use an injection of goals. Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn from Minnesota. He'd be an exciting player for them. They always seem to not have exciting players. No, they are the hockey equivalent of dried toast for breakfast. 
Um, they, yeah. Who, do yeah I, who am I picking for? I need the Rangers. You're, you're picking for the Rangers. Who are their centermen? Uh, Mika Zibanejad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a centerman. Yes, I thought he was wow. a winger. Honestly, or right, like my, when he comes when he comes to head, you think yeah. mind you think winger. Yeah, I can't couldn't tell you who their second line center is right now. But Brett Howden, I don't know. Okay, they're taking Connor Zari. Yeah, Connor Zari is Zari or Zari? Zari. Yeah, he's. Yeah, but I'm Canadian, so I say Zari. <laughs> he is Canadian. Uh, I got Florida. Same. Can you imagine what? Florida takes Askarov if they like if they have the opportunity? I'm to? here for that kind of chaos. No, that would be a stupid pick. Um, I think Florida goes Dawson Mercer here. I think they want um, someone else who could potentially play center, um, especially with the loss of Vincent Trocek. Um, not necessarily saying they play the same game, but uh, Dawson Mercer from the queue will go to Florida. Brad, pick 15 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> the thinnest prospect pool in the entire NHL. Um, they're a deep team, but they... Who do I have next? Nobody. This is the last this one. Yes, that's right. 15 plus 16 now. Quick math. Yeah. There you go. Jeremy Poirier, the offensive defenseman from St. John. He was um, on Pronman's list as the highest ranked defenseman, I believe, above Sanderson. No, no, sorry. Uh, behind Drysdale, above Sanderson. He was? Yeah. Cool. So uh, that's a name that people weren't really talking about for a long time, but now he's obviously in the conversation. Uh, man. You, it's weird to pick a defenseman for Columbus, considering who they have. But at the same time, like that team has nothing in their pipeline. Nothing. Yes. All right. So that was our first of many. Um, we usually limit it to three, but we're probably gonna have to do more now that the who, who uh, monthly. Did you write down the teams? Sure did. Who was the winner of the non-playoff teams in terms of who they got? Uh, New Jersey because they had two. Uh, Ottawa because they had they got two. Oh yeah, Ottawa had two too. Yeah, anyone, which is going to be real life. Anyone get a player that was that fell to them? Tim Stutzla. Uh, I think Anaheim getting Marco Rossi. Mar- or Stutzla to L.A. Rossi to Anaheim. Holtz to the Devils are all. I think you could label them as steals. I don't think any of those guys fell more than two or three picks. Okay, which is pretty normal. We're not talking about like a. Lundell 15th here so it's pretty standard it's also boring when we do it amongst ourselves because like we talk about these guys constantly just to each other because we can't have 50 people on this podcast because that uh, would break the rules so we can have 49 we can have 49 yeah i don't have 49 friends no i don't have 49 voices i want to listen to i don't even like listening to my own i love when we get feedback and it's like ryan you talk too much i'm like i agree i hate when i talk it's the worst same uh, so in order with uh, Evan going first, myself going second, and Brad going third, repeating, uh, Winnipeg takes Alexi La- uh, Lafreniere, uh, Detroit takes centerman Quinton Byfield, Ottawa takes Lucas Raymond, and then Jamie Drysdale with third and fourth overall, LA takes Tim Stutzla, Anaheim takes Marco Rossi, uh, Holtz goes to the Devils, Buffalo takes Cole Perfetti, Montreal takes Anton Lundell, Chicago takes Jake Sanderson, uh, the Devils again by way of Arizona uh, take goaltender Askarov out of Russia, Minnesota takes Jack Quinn, uh, the Rangers take Zary, Florida takes Dawson Mercer, and Columbus takes defenseman Poirier. That's our 
first of what will be 37 mock drafts between now and October when the <laughs> yes. draft actually happens. Hope you guys like mock draft episodes. We'll find different ways to mix it up as well. Um, oh, the biggest story of the season so far, and I, I can't believe I, I missed this. Um, just a couple quick hits here. Christina Marlowe put out a tweet that said, for the past few days, I've been sending out emails to schools, businesses, business partners, etc., with the name, uh, Gmail name, these nuts. Courtesy of my 13-year-old son. <laughs> and the best part of it is when they had to give him a serious talking to, apparently Patrick Marlowe was giggling like he was cracking <laughs> up like a schoolgirl. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the little things. I respect it. What's everyone uh, in the States going to do with their $1,000 checks? $1,000 checks? Oh, yeah. The hell are you talking about? Everyone in America is... Uh, it's in the works. They're all getting money. When like, do we is get- this a joke like is canadian tire doing a promotion into the states now <laughs> uh they're doing a oh well canada just released their stimulus yeah but i want a thousand dollars i'll live in the states okay go you're there half yeah. the time anyways non-essential travel has been banned they already have a supreme leader uh yeah it's um uh i'm trying to think of a celebrity that would make this funny bus Evan. It's actually just Evan. It's Evan in a different skin here. I saved it. Ha ha. No politics. I was um, going to... I was. Oh, no. They already have a supreme leader. It's Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's actually Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think it's literally Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise think, is like... I shy. think you missed the joke there. I, uh, I missed I did too. miss a joke. It's because you look like Ben Affleck. That's why. We both missed uh, it. Oof. Yeah. Am I the third... I'm the tired one, you asshole. Am I the third funniest person on this podcast? Don't answer that. Both of you don't answer that. I don't know. I don't think I've talked enough. This podcast to register is funny. Yeah, I usually hate when you talk, but uh, I wish you would have talked more today. You did. You, you, you did pick up a little bit when we started talking about prospects. That was kind of your end. You can't have your cake and eat it too. What was your cake today? Oh, you're talking about me. <laughs> Death. <laughs> <laughs> COVID cake. You had some COVID cake at work. Can you imagine they brought you guys a cake to say like thank you for the day i would absolutely be down for a cake today you would eat covid cake right now yes i'm so hungry <laughs> i gave you a fajita man that was one it was delicious but it was one tiny fajita man uh okay we were gonna head over to uh overtime a little bit early today but uh we have i think a good amount of comments here if people are thinking these are going to be long episodes man i don't know what to tell you i don't know we've had two uh NHL suspension episodes and they've both been like an hour 30. Yeah, but that was like when all the news was like breaking and new. We finally kind of got into that place where everything's not just like happening. That's true. For now. <laughs> Life Give confet- it a week. You know what I said? I think it's a phrase that is like so... Uh, it's an old phrase and I think it carries so much weight and more and more over the last four years is it relevant and it's just life comes at you fast. Sure does. And I was talking to a friend about this over Christmas, like over the holidays. And I did not think it would become this much more relevant. You, you want to hear how a period of time can seem long, but very recent and fast all at the same time. Rudy Gobert tested positive a week ago today. A week? It's only been a week. Man, today's been the longest month of my life. Yep. You know how devastating it was to look at your uh, like look at the clock on your laptop and realize you had another Skype call in fifteen minutes. I had meetings from eight fifteen until noon today, 
It was great. It was great. I have another month and a half of this at least. Same. I've had three company-wide conference calls in the last two days. Oh, what a nightmare. I can handle small calls. Oh, and then don't forget when we finally announced we're shutting down, I had to call all of my employees, which is why I was late getting here. Um, what would you guys do to me if I tried to do when we podcast conference calls? What do you mean? Would you even pick up? If we were doing it from like, like that isn't that what episode? a podcast is? No, no, not recording a podcast. Like I just wanted to talk about like backend stuff, like business stuff. I mean, you can try. <laughs> I would change my phone number. I called Evan the other day, and I realized it's the first time I called him in maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Or since your uh, your car broke down on the highway going to the meetup a year and a half ago or whatever uh, it was. I remember yeah. that when I turned around and drove an hour yeah. back just for Evan to tell me never mind. Yeah. You so I had to drive back the hour I lost and then the rest of the way. Essentially, I felt bad that I left so early. I was like, I'm going to be wasting so much time. But because I was further in, you had to turn around. Yeah, because I was like an hour behind you and I was an hour ahead of Evan. <laughs> I thought it was fucked. But it was all good. Everybody got there. <laughs> Except that three-hour drive turned into five for me. But you know who's counting? And you only had one kid at the time. So only one, so and she slept for like 30 minutes of it. What a dream. That's a record for her. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to head into overtime uh, for a midweek episode. Uh, this is going to be Patreon exclusive. Uh, to say thanks to our patrons for supporting this show through this difficult time. Antonio Gracia says the Avengers have decided to form their own hockey team. Who's playing what position and why? For kicks and giggles, you can also draft the opposing team of supervillains. All right. So obviously Hulk's a power forward. I feel like Captain America is the goalie because he's got the shield. Oh, I disagree. What? Captain America is the first line center. He's the goalie. Who's the He's got fa- a shield. The whole point of a shield is to block things. Who's the face of the Avengers? I'd say Iron Man. Then they're the first line center. There you go. Thank you, Evan. Supreme Leader said, can't argue. Oh, God. What's what's Thor? Uh, like All Scott S- Stevens' uh, defenseman? Uh, yeah, he's, he's Moe Sider. Yeah, Moe Sider is Thor. Um, uh, Ant-Man is like a, a small, speedy winger. Uh, so that's your He's first Nathan line. Gerby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to go with brain point, but okay. We'll run with that. So you said Hulk would be power forward like yes, Mantha? Of course. Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, sniper Patrick Line. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, who else do we have here? Who are the villains? I know nothing about this conversation. Villains are, uh, sorry. Who's Black- Falcon? Very useful, but like nobody notices them. Yeah, like Luke Lindenny, like a third there line, yeah, yeah, third line center, yeah. like first PK guy. Yeah, um, Black uh, Black Widow. Oh, she's uh, crafty, gets under people's skin, but is effective. She's right, Marchand. Marchand yeah. yeah, she's Marchand. Um, I'm trying to find like a list of the current Avengers, and it's difficult. Um, um uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Ooh, she's like a Pavel Datsuk, Sergei Fedorov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be Pav. Uh, so Black she, Panther. Is a two-way. He does everything. He plays defense, offense. Kind of does everything right. I'd call him like a Henrik Zetterberg. Dylan Larkin. We'll call him Dylan Larkin. Second line center. Maybe not the flashy first line center like Iron Man, but is reliable at all ends. Uh, who else here? Vision. Who's Vision? Oh, that's Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. We're not answering this how you wanted us to, but it's kind of more fun to do it this way. Yeah. And if we're going into DC, we all know who the Flash would be. Dylan Larkin. David, you asshole. (laughs) 
Uh, Garrett TV just commented literally the words, a gif of Kermit the Frog going crazy. Uh, life comes at you fast. Matt McKay says, good day, boys. Hope you're all doing well and staying healthy. Since there's no hockey on, I've been forced to watch a lot of older shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, and that 70s show. Um, all great choices. Parks and Rec, one of the one of the most old i'm old no yeah we gotta be old if that's old parks and rec is one of the most underrated comedies of the modern era just curious if you have a go-to show that you watch when you have time to kill or just want something to watch thanks for all you do and hopefully this is over sooner rather than later so like that kind of like background noise show that you're watching in the fourth time sports that's usually what it is for me yeah um sad right now very sad uh it changes for me like every few months lately brooklyn 99 um, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine too much to not pay attention to it because I've seen the uh, start to end of um, Parks and Rec. That's probably what I'll put on the background now. Uh, me and my wife are re-going through uh, Workaholics currently. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, my fav- one of my favorite scenes in all of TV is still when um, Durs is hitting the funnel and Adam's on the roof. He's like, oh, that's not beer. He's like, no, it's whiskey. <laughs> It's okay. I watered it down, though. Okay, fine. With beer. Here we go. (laughs) Casby says, first, I'm going to start with a mea culpa. Mea culpa, mea culpa. What is this? It's a comment. It's a a Patreon comment. No, no, no. What? It's Latin. It's a... Yeah, anyways. Uh, I'm uncultured. (laughs) I figured if all of us, Evan, would know Latin for some reason. Isn't isn't that what they teach you uh, when you're a kid? Like, you're a billionaire kid, you go to Latin school? I think so. Yeah, something like that. You don't learn anything relevant. I'm not life. good with words. No, you don't need to do words good like. Uh, it's been since October 10th, 2019, since I last commented on an overtime thread. After that 4-2 win against Montreal, I began to pen a comment voicing co- uh, concern that the MLB line was going to drag us to the playoff bubble and out of position and get uh, a high draft selection. Oops. For some reason, life happened, and I never actually sent the comment. Well, as you know, the Red Wings proceeded to lose seven straight, so I decided that my punishment for having such an idiotic concern was to not post until the Wings officially clinched last. My question is, could the Red Wings have chosen a worse time to be awful? Currently, the odds in the uh, to draft first are worse than they have ever been, and they are not one but two expansion teams introduced, further worsening our draft selections. Is this penance for 25 years of glory? I personally still wouldn't trade that time for anything, but hot damn, is this a bad time to suck? Uh, I'll argue the opposite. I like this top four as much as any draft in the last uh, five years. So I, whoever they're getting at four, I'm still over the moon with. Because for me, being bad is directly tied to who you're getting at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I think the odds at getting first overall is so low consistently. And Lafreniere is such a high end of like the first overall draft picks that you can't complain about having the single best, not counting Ottawa's combined choice. It is what it is. And you're right in saying over 25 years, it's hard to pick a time pick and choose when you've had it good that long did you um see the one tweet that i was talking about if the regular season is over um jack hughes finishes with the worst rookie season since two since 1996 yeah even the defensemen that were picked uh, of any first overall pick i should say even the first overall pick that were defensemen had higher points per 60 than he has this year oh boy i i he'll rebound i'm not super worried about the dude but yeah that's like horrifying he had a worse points per 60 in his rookie season than joe thornton did and joe thornton had six points he had six points something yeah. like that it was his his rookie season was a disaster but he was barely playing so yeah. hence the points per 60 thing 
Uh, Andrew Bohan says, what's up, guys? Still no NHL, no hockey anywhere except Russia, and even that's only hanging on by a thread. Just wondering, who's your favorite non-North American team, clubs rather than countries? Liverpool. Of course it's Liverpool. Um, I don't follow any. Like, I don't know why. I've always had a soft spot for Forlunda hockey because a lot of players I liked have come out of that system, but mm. I can't say I've ever got invested into it. No, you done nothing for no. you, Evan? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Adam Flett says boredom has kicked in for sure. Day two of 14 day isolating. I'm under because my four year old had a temperature, but I fixed the goalie issue and got us a second round pick for 2021. We take on Jake Allen and his contract to allow St. Louis the opportunity to use the cash on more important pieces. As a thank you, they gave us our second pick in 21 or 2021. In return, they get a seventh round or a dead prospect. Who says no? Was it Dece- around December we were talking about the Red Wings taking on Jake Allen? Yeah. So I'm here for it. And Although, we need someone to go with Bernier next year. Might as well. That'd be, honestly, that would probably coincide with Bernier's like, fall off. And then Jake Allison would, or Jake Allison, Jake Allen would refine his form. And- no, nah, Jake Allen's not that good. So we wouldn't be taking him on hoping he refines his form. We, I mean, we would hope, but we wouldn't be banking on it. No Red Wings veteran is being signed right now for them to refine their form. They're doing it to fill warm bodies. Yes. Or are they to be the warm, but they're not filling the warm bodies. I'm going to move on. Just your average Tej says, what's up? Serious question here with quarantine going down. Are you guys going to get the rap careers of Big Umami, Ghost, and Disappointed going? We should. Yeah, we really should. I can't rap. I wouldn't even try. That's why you're... Are you Ghost or Disappointed? You're Ghost. Yeah. And you're disappointed. I was the, Big Umami? I was the, that's me. Mine's... Pre- remember... Of course I have. <laughs> Ryan, remember mine was pronounced... <sighs> Oh, yeah, that's how <laughs> that is. And that's like your call sign at the beginning, like the beat drops, and all you hear is <sighs> it's your calling card on the track. Yeah, that's how that's how they do it. Yeah, we should just redo the entire intro. Um, he goes on to say, also, Ryan, if you're serious about the Uno game, I might actually be one of the few people that have it. It will destroy you with a plus four until you transfer over rights of the podcast to Rowan. Uh, Rowan and Evan are already the real owners of this podcast, but I'm I am really down for uh streaming uno i think that'd be hysterical uh actually terry says hello winged wheel podcast and listeners i'm curious ryan why do you sit laugh when you say my name at the end of the episode do you not believe it's actually me terry well actually terry i've been hurt before Uh, this podcast has gone completely downhill since COVID-19 hit the U.S. I propose you go take the time to review your analytical skills and go in-depth on the analysis to hopefully learn something new and enlighten the listeners. I can't believe I'm throwing money at you homers to produce this garbage, especially since you're talking about doing collaborations with other hockey podcasters. Shamefully, Terry. You know, I actually haven't looked up who this is, and I kind of don't want to just because I don't want to ruin the appeal here. I've got uh, a couple guesses based on who we haven't heard from in a while. Uh, that one's not Rowan. I know. Okay. We didn't do a, uh, a prospect profile this week. Do we want to do that right now? No. We'll save that for Sunday. Yeah. Maybe we'll do two on Sunday to make up for this one. Okay. Why are you talking like Evan? One of you gets to talk like that at a time. <laughs> Is it because Evan's talking more than usual today? It can be both. Yeah. Well, um, Matt Cheney says, Hey boys, between Shane Wright and Matthew Savoie in the 2022 draft or the 2022 draft is shaping up really well and make me all right with being terrible for another two seasons. Considering how bad we are now, does Detroit place above 28th in two years? Is that too pessimistic or is it not even possible to predict that since hockey is such a weird sport? Thanks for the content as always. Almost too impossible to predict. Uh, very possible. They'll definitely still be in the lottery. And for Ryan, it's pronounced Savoy. Savoy? 
He's a Western boy. I've heard Savoy. I've not heard Savoy yet. Everyone has said Savoy. Something so f- ethnic and and multicultural. It's French. It's the other. Anyways. Kyle Sanders says, Shalom Winged Wheelers. Uh, it is I, your friendly neighborhood grocery store bakery clerk, aspiring online college student. At the time of recording, I'll be balls of dough deep into an eight-hour shift. Love getting called in. Anywho, I'm about a third of the way through the Theo Fle- through Theo Fleury's book, and all I can say is, damn. Quarantine is a wonderful thing. Baby Doberman is still quarreling with my other dog, so that's cool. Still extremely bored with life. Any ideas are greatly appreciated. That's a question. Your input is expected and appreciated. Brad, I swear to God, if you say one thing about having two kids keeping you busy, I will track you down and personally deliver a cough to your face. I mean, I'm not getting quarantined at home. I'm still going to work, so... Uh, things to do? I went rollerblading today. Did you buy rollerblades? Oh, yeah. I was out there cruising. Who goes rollerblading still? Good for you, honestly. Good for you. Yeah, it was fun. Everybody at my work. Apparently, I'm the only one who doesn't, so I'm going to have to buy a pair. I haven't gone rollerblading since I was a kid. I can exactly remember the last time I went rollerblading. I was... 20 years old so i haven't done it in nine years um yeah i kind of want to go rollerblading with the dog but i don't trust her to not kill me and pull me you'd need some brakes yeah yeah and the roll some like the like hockey style rollerblades don't come with that little backstop that's correct yeah uh and then matt goes on to ask or kyle goes on to ask a question about uh the labat sponsorship and what happened with that uh yeah that we they have seasonal sponsorships so uh still looking forward to having that next year (laughs) if there is a next year at this point whatever that comes about but by no means was that a like a cutoff it was always a planned uh thing for those first eight actually got extended to 10 weeks uh, and we're looking forward to working with them again drink labat it helps us anywho that's enough of my cracked out ramblings the self-isolation is driving me up a wall and i might actually strangle my brother if this goes on much longer keep your heads up and coughs keep your heads up and cough in your elbows p.s please discuss the tom brady going to tampa ordeal please the man is in decline and i don't think famous Jameis was that bad of a qb he threw 30 picks uh brady's is declining you're right but yeah Jameis winston is terrible you don't if yeah. you throw every ball in the air when you have his receivers, yeah, half of them are going to come down for TDs and half of them are going to come down for picks. He was literally just playing chance. Yeah. Uh, Dead Panda to Society says, blame Canada, blame Canada, blame Canada. So every year that a Toronto team has won their first championship, the next season was canceled. 1918, Maple Leafs won the cup, and the next season was the Spanish flu. 92-93, Blue Jays won the cup, and the 92-93 MLB season was canceled because of the strike. And this year, the Raptors won the NBA championship, and we are canceled. So like I said, blame Canada. I do like blaming Toronto for these things. I agree. This is uh, the Steve Dangle podcast's fault specifically. As penance, we now must pronounce it Toronto. 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 Um, I feel like the only good thing coming out of this burning of the world is the memes are really good. Oh, yeah. Meme stuff. The meme economy is all time. Yeah. All those jokes from years ago where we would live tweet jokes and memes about the end of the world is actually coming true. Yeah. We are well stocked for this. I've never seen a a, uh, walk of life more prepared than the meme economy. We're going to go out high on a lot of memes uh don't look at your real stocks i showed you guys a screenshot of my current holdings snow bueno you did i didn't see it yeah well, I I, it happened it, it happened in the group chat so of course you didn't see it yeah no i was looking at mine and weeping so mine are not doing wor- too bad i'm not worried about others well you you said you would tell me what funds you would buy I'll i haven't you, bought anything i will tell you where you can get meat at grocery stores if you tell me what funds to buy fair is this illegal what i'm doing right now uh no i don't think so yeah well i don't know securities well enough 
Not sure if anyone has already said anything about Toronto ruining the world. If anyone else has, uh, has, what's your favorite type of protein bar? I really miss hockey. Um, I eat protein bars. They're all objectively bad. Make your own. What? Protein bars. I would rather have They're another del- snack food than a protein bar. Like, I don't even get the high sugar ones and a lot of them are delicious. No, they taste like chalk. They don't, they're not good. I'm going to open the world of possibilities for you, Ryan. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> Buddy. It's like, going, should I leave? We're going down a deep rabbit hole. I don't know. Some of just anything that's low sugar and is pretty decent. The ones that are, you want to hear underrated. <laughs> low sugar. <laughs> you want to actually hear a really, really underrated one that's not bad. That's actually probably available. No free everywhere. ads. No free ads. Um, special letter of the alphabet, double chocolate. Oh, uh, no. I don't like chocolate, man. <laughs> make, your, make your own yeah that's honestly because you can use your own protein i uh i just add more to my protein shakes that's my protein bar i eat them i eat the ones you get at costco they come in that like light blue packaging oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're not good which ones are you those? just hammer those down pure protein oh or those ones are garbage what are you doing yeah no. but they're so cheap they're so cheap compared to the other ones yeah you just hammer those down and get through it. You uh, you always try to convince yourself not to buy the best box or the next box, and you see them on sale for like 14 bucks. Yeah. You look at the macros, you're like, I got to do it. I can't afford to not. I'm not working out right now, so I cannot oh, be doing this. Oh, man. Yeah. Is, I'm having, we're trying to finish uh, our keg of beer in the basement as quickly as possible so we can get a new full one before the brewery down the street closes. And uh, let me just say, with gyms closed, that is not a good health decision for me at the moment. No. I'm going to start looking like Brad soon. Just kidding. Brad's been in shape as long as we've known him. It's very annoying. Do some weird like prison workouts. Ugh, I Find hate, some cinder blocks or something. I hate the C word. Cardio. Oh, I, I did some today. Yeah. That's, what, that's what made me th- think I had pneumonia at some point <laughs> in my life. Chris Canell says, hey, guys. Uh, today I was scrolling through Instagram and found a, found a profile for Robbie Fabry's dog that's run by what I assume is either his wife or girlfriend. The name of the pro- profile is at Huncho1 on Insta. So I started looking at the other Wings players' Instagrams to see if they had any pictures of their dogs. Larkin just got a dog, Ellie. She's like a, like a, it looks like a Bernie's Mountain Dog puppy. She's going to be big. Uh, I want to know how you guys would rank these players' dogs one to four. Larkin, Mantha, Fabri, and Bertuzzi. I couldn't tell you what any of their dogs look like. We should say, we should say, that's prime pseudo offseason <laughs> content. So maybe we'll look up all the players' pets. And rank them and do a mock draft with them. Who has the bulldog or the boxer? Because they win. Chris says, hey, guys, probably going to get around the, uh, the travel ban. Good news. I get to move out of Texas. Bad news. I have to drive to Alaska now. Oh, that's a drive. What? You're driving. I'll pay for your flight, man. Just don't do that to yourself. Should be fun relying on you guys to help me with some good content. Question time. Larkin and Mantha fell to a mid-first round uh, to their mid-first rounds and have surpassed a lot of who were ranked above them. What was the downside people saw in them draft years, in their draft years, and overall, given the, uh, those two, what should we look for in a late first rounder that might fall to our 32 or if we move <clears> up to late first round? Thanks for the podcast. Larkins were concerned about how high his offensive upside was, and Mantha was consistency of effort. Yep. Um, and both of those things still kind of hang over their heads, just in a way more minimal way because their actual production kind of mutes everything. Uh, what you want to look for is exactly what the Red Wings got in Joe Valeno when they got him at pick 30. Pick 30. Look for traits. That's It sounds dumb to say because obviously you're looking at but look for the elite traits and you want to look for the perceived flaws that aren't as bad as they're made out to be. If a guy says, yeah, he's a great passer, but he's got a terrible shot. 
Well, this is look into it. Is the shot as bad as it as it seems? Because that was a knock on Quinn Hughes. He had a terrible shot. His first NHL goal, he beat Jonathan Quick cleanly with the clapper from outside the top of the circles. Traits like that can improve. Look for skating. Look for hockey IQ. Every and and at least decent hands, and then you can mold the player from there. You're just looking for elite traits late. You might only get one, but an elite trait's enough to carry a player. When, especially when you're getting him from that point in the draft. Um, Liz B says, I have nothing hockey-wise, but with all of these restaurants, at least in Michigan, closing their dine-ins, more people will be ordering delivery. So please tip your delivery drivers. The delivery charge isn't a tip. The driver doesn't get that. I feel like a lot of people think that money goes to the driver. Yes, please support local workers, local business during this time. Big companies can swallow this hit. They're the ones getting the bailouts. Uh, local businesses take this hit and they also tend to treat their employees better. So please shop local, get some takeout, patronize your local coffee shop, beer place, but oh, you also have to leave right away. <laughs> take- in, your ha- in your hazmat suit. Haroon Khan says, hey guys, what are your thoughts on Helm, Abby, and Nielsen poss- possibly being jettisoned or traded or bought out to make roster spots for Svetch Hirose in the first round pick in 2020? Well, possible. Compliance about to solve that. Uh, it'd only be one or two, even if it does happen. Unless it's a compliance buyout where you don't take the cap hit, you're not buying them out yet. You can just send them to the miners. The Red Wings have a boatload of UFAs and RFAs this summer, so finding roster spots is not going to be difficult. So it's not as big a problem as people are making it out to be. Uh, I think those three should definitely be on the roster. Uh, in my opinion, next, next year should be a full-on young roster without any of the anchors. It's probably not going to happen, but it would be great to be. It would be great to see a full young team on the ice. It'll give us and Eiserman a chance to maybe see if Blashill really is a good developmental coach, or if it's time for a new one. The presence of the underperforming vets has given him a pass in that conversation, and a full to- turnover could answer that question. Stay safe, and let's go Red Wings. Stay fresh, cheese bags, a Fournier company. Brad, you ignorant slut. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I always want to start a Patreon comment like that. But in all seriousness, I'd like to go back to my uh, comment from two episodes ago when I talked about Eisman rigging the roster so Seattle would have to take one of Abdulkader or Nielsen. I apologize for being vague. Of course you're right. No GM in their right mind who uh, possesses the cap space that the Red Wings have with as few core players to protect as the Red Wings have would actually trade assets to force Seattle to take pure dead weight. I completely agree with you that this would be stupid. However, that's not what I was talking about. Yeah, of course we were the ones being dumb. It's usually how it goes. Uh, and I should have been more specific. What I meant was this. What if Detroit protected everyone they could and Abdulkader and Nielsen were the only two contracts left? Aside from their core and they don't have anyone locked up long term uh, and everyone else is either on an expiring contract or an ELC. Seriously, go take a look at Cap Friendly. As long as Eisman keeps signing everyone to one-year contracts this offseason, they will actually have extra forward spots to use. Might be able to weaponize those. Anyways, I did some research, and I overlooked one major facet that I completely forgot about. They have to make a defenseman with 40 games of NHL experience available, so it'll be one of Cholosky or Lindstrom that'll be left unprotected unless they unlikely decide to part ways to DDK. I can see them doing that. Uh, the only they way might have to leave him unprotected because of the 40 game thing. The only way I can see them forcing Seattle to take Abby or Nielsen without an ill-advised trade would be if Eisenman signed daily to a two-year contract. No. Uh, at the league minimum with a team option for a maximum term and salary extension that retroactively became a player option if the contract is moved to another team. Holy, you had a lot of time, but that's highly unlikely, right? You're like, uh, uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Charlie, right? From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Carol! 
Carol with all the stuff on the the board with the strings and stuff. I've right. seen the meme. I know the meme, but you guys got to watch the show. It. It's a good show. Um, it's definitely plausible. I think there's a lot of intricacies there that I would have to look into whether they're actually even legal, but, um, I think it's, it's nice to think about those things, but that would take a level of dedication where Steve Eisman would probably rather just construct the team how he wants and deal with what's going to be an altogether inconsequential expansion draft for Detroit in two years. Um, he's probably consigned himself to having to write off, ride out or compliance bio Abby and Nielsen. Um, next last comment is from COVID-19. Uh, it says, hi, I'm here to ruin everything. So far, pretty doing really well. Uh, so, so far, doing pretty well. With all the certainty, uh, with all the uncertainty, methinks we may have some compliance buyouts available in the offseason to teams when the Sporps finally returns. And who knows what that will be? Selfish thoughts of buying out Abdulkader without consequence aside, do you feel like with any sort of shortened season or seasons, this is on the table for franchises given hockey-related revenue is going to take a hit no matter what? On the table? Um... It'll be on the table. Will it get approved? Mm, who knows? But it'll be on the table. I actually think if there was ever a situation to get that done outside of the the draft lottery or uh, draft lottery um, CBA negotiation, this it would have to be something as draft, uh, drastic as this. So, so if you buy someone out, what happens to their money they're owed? They they get paid out a certain amount. Like they're by who the team the team they pay them cash you're paying you're eating real money, but with a compliance buyout, you're eating zero cap hit. So is it paid over the remainder length of the contract or just straight up? I think it's a lump sum. I think from the dollar standpoint, it actually operates very similar to a regular buyout, just without the cap implications. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I I lied. It's not all lump sum. You get paid out like annually year over year, depending on how many years are left. There's a formula, but also compliance buyouts can be slightly different. So they can make up a rule and say, these compliance buyouts, you have to pay out half the remaining dollars over you know half the years or something like that so they get the money sooner okay um but there's the current one is i'm trying to figure out how it works i'll find the exact formula but it's like you double the years left and that's how much you pay out a third of the contract or third of the remaining dollars anyhow who think of a player to uh buy out vincent le cavalier he's justin abdulkader justin abdulkader so uh, years remaining three, the buyout length is six years. So the buyout cost total will be $6.33 million um, in his post-buyout earnings. So they would save $3.1 million. They're paying out two-thirds of his contract over double the length of his remaining years, essentially. So he loses money from getting bought out. Well, he can go play for another team. Oh, true. Uh, can he? But can he is right. Um, he can go play for another team and he gets paid to do nothing. So that's a dream. You you talk about a guy like Abdulkader, for sure he wants to stay in the league, but if he's now what he's done with this contract, if he he's already too he's he's not a, a top twelve forward on any team. But now if a team wants to buy him out, he's still making millions of dollars regardless. It's not like the NFL where you can just get cut. It's actually the, the guaranteed money in the NHL is really good for the players. Yeah, that's a compound earning right there. Uh no, that was good tax tax quotes there. Uh, jersey time which player looked the weirdest in what jersey after a late career trade or free agent signing Matt Sundin always looked weird to me in the Vancouver Canucks jersey that just always looked wrong weird in another jersey Pavel Datsuk really weird in Arizona never wore the jersey they had to have worn the jersey 
Yeah, think about it. Like you, the Mike Madonna in Detroit. That yeah. one was weird. That one was the one I was thinking I'm, of. But I'll I'm, my rage is one. burning as you bring that up. Gretzky in St. Louis. Yeah, but he played for another team after that. So how could it? Yeah, but they had the Burger King on it, so it was fine. Oh no, I have I have the obvious answer. Oh wait, wait, here. was St. Louis before or after LA? After. What's the obvious answer? We haven't thought far enough back yet. Bobby Orr in a Hawks jersey. Oh, yeah. That was one that weird. every fan wants to block from their brains. Yeah. You see Gordy Howe in different jerseys, too. But still. You understand that about Howe. But, yeah, Bobby Orr is, like, synonymous with, with Boston. Yep. All right, well. See, not so bad. Hour 20. You thought short episodes? We can ramble. If there's any skill that we possess, it's rambling. If we made it through the first two off-seasons being a brand new podcast, we can make it through anything. That is not a challenge, COVID-19. Please, no more. Please. I hate work from home. I hate it. With that, we'll wrap up this uh, midweek episode of the Winged Wheel Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our listeners, all of our patrons. Hey, guys, you have been done amazing things for us with our iTunes reviews. I just went and checked them out the other day, and thank you to everyone who's left them. Uh, a bunch of five-star ratings. I can't tell you how much it helped us. Uh, so thank you. And if you want to keep helping the show, keep doing that. Um, all of our patrons are name-level sponsors here. Uh, Terry, actually Terry, Arjun Shanker, Dead Panda Society, Brad Smith, Andrew Bohan, Scott Martin, Kayla Thompson, Mitchell Shinkowski, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Brandon M., uh, Matthew M. Rice, Evan Lopsinger, Oh, hey. No, I'm kidding. Surprise. I'm messing with you. Luke Johnson, Mike Reed, Ryan Lewis, Langabeer, Clayton Van Dyken, Kaylin Wood, Hassam Al-Kassem, uh, Charlie Elkins, Hannah Lee, Sean Levine, Ashley Van Conant, your friendly neighborhood beer rep, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew Keeler, Craig Kibble, Simon Anderson, John Evans, Kwaz, and Stan Olson. We love you all. Stay healthy. Stay safe. We'll talk to you on the weekend. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.